Welcome. You're listening to Her Breathing Journal with Natasha Gombanjara. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey, you! Welcome to yet another new exciting podcast episode on Her Breathing Journal with me, your fun host, Natasha, or you can call me Tasha. Yeah, I hope you're doing well wherever you are. I hope you're blessed, you're happy, you're taking care of yourself and your loved ones, and it's all going good. I've been better lately. I have been taking care of myself, and I'm very, very proud of that. And I've been happy to know that some of you have been taking some advices that I've been giving you using those tips, and it's been bringing out some changes. I'm so happy, and thank you to everybody who's been getting in touch, saying hi. As you already know, I always have these questions that I post on my Instagram page. And you guys have been just so, so, so supportive. And I'm very, very appreciative of that. I am just so super grateful. Just thank you. I'm sending my love, my hugs and kisses to all of you out there. As you've already read, probably, the topic today is touching around closure. Okay. So probably when you read this, you thought that I'm going to be talking about a past relationship of mine or stuff like that. Well, I hate to disappoint you if that's what you were looking forward to, but I'm actually touching on everything that evolves closure. I'm not only talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about even um, with work. Work, closures with uh, maybe a separation from a friend, separation from a family member, separation from a co-worker, or romantic relationships and just trying to move on from that, okay? So obviously, first of all, I'm going to be talking about why we need or why we want or why we feel we need and want closure, okay? First of all, we are closure picky, you know. We convince ourselves that unless we get specific closure that we deserve, we are unable to move on. While I think that is totally normal to want an answer in order to feel like we can move forward, but we take it to kind of like an unhealthy level, you know, by not budging until you we get the the specific closure. So this is more like we are closure picky. We want something certain. We exact we exactly know what kind of closure we need, but we just need them to say it to us, you know. Which even if we got, it never actually feels good, you know, which is actually crazy. It's not actually a feel good ending. It either leads to more drama more stress, more depression, or even more confusion than that. And maybe now you might be asking, like, why did I decide to talk about closure? It's basically based on most of the things that I have been hearing or reading or actually experiencing this past week. I'll give an example. Um, I think a few weeks ago, I have a friend of mine who called me and we had... um, we actually were at the same university for a few years and she was just talking to me about an incident that happened to her and she wasn't finding, in quotes, closure about it and she just needed to let it out. So because I'm someone who's always 
open to talk and someone who's always, you know, into such discussions, she was like, are you open to talk about this? And she wanted to ask me if it's normal that she feels that way, you know, and then we were just talking about it. So from that conversation, that's where I derived why I want to talk about this, this specific week for this episode, because I believe that it's something that we are all going through in a certain way. Not only that, but also for me, um, as you know, I talked about my brother whom I lost um, four, uh, four years ago. He passed away four years ago and it caused a period of depression. And after depression, I didn't get closure because I didn't see him for almost a year um, when he passed away. So I wanted some kind of closure, you know. So I didn't understand what exactly what, what I need or why I need it. And if it was going to help me if I get it, you know. So it, it all came about in this you know, specific timeline in the past few weeks. And I decided that this is something that I want to talk about. And coincidentally, just a few days ago, I actually talked to a friend again and our conversation ended in us talking about something that happened in the past that I still didn't understand and something that they also didn't understand. So I just figured out as I was thinking, what am I going to be talking about what am I going to be giving to you guys this week? I was like, okay, everything that's been happening this past few weeks has been around, basically evolving around closures. So that's why I decided to have that specific topic. All right, so let's move on. So the second thing that I feel like is why we need closure is that we need a place to escape. We want to escape something. That is just plain and simple, okay? Hunting for closure is like an escape, a form of avoidance, if I should say. As long as we keep busy, you know, trying to find closure, closure seeking, we do not have time to actually deal with the actual emotions and actually doing the stage of, in quotes, moving on. You know, we keep ourselves busy by bandaging those feelings rather than actually trying to heal the wound. We're finding other things rather than dealing with our current emotions and not uh, addressing the fact of why we're actually there. So I feel like, you know, we all need closure because it feels like it's a way of us to just erase these emotions. And as you already know, erasing emotions is not a good thing at all. Emotions are meant to be felt and dealt with. Felt and dealt with, not erased. They need to be felt and understood. And once we understand them, we're able to let them go. We're not supposed to hold them inside. And then another reason why I think that we need closure is that we want to be vindicated and we want the other person to acknowledge what they did was wrong, you know, it might be with um, a co-worker, you know, maybe you had a misunderstanding at work and you both ended up getting fired or you actually get fired and he or she doesn't get fired. And they didn't actually tell you why they acted the way they acted and they still won't tell you. You are not able to move on from that incident because you don't know the real reason. You know, you, 
the moment that you feel that if they know what they did was wrong and it hurt you, you think you are going to feel good. But at the same time, if you come to think of it, if the co-worker does tell you what they did it, it's not going to get your job back. You're already fired. You're unemployed. It's not going to get that friendship back because it's already destroyed by all these emotions, all this anger that you have been storing inside of you, you know. You want them to empathize with you and see it from your side. You also may need them to give you closure so you can feel less guilty or bad about yourself. You're probably thinking, oh, maybe she did that because that other day I didn't return her her bus money. Or maybe she did it because that time I dropped her phone and the screen, um, the phone screen broke. Now you're feeling guilty about things that actually do not exist in this whole situation. If it's about relationships, we cannot, I cannot even start talking about this because it's going to be for long, long hours. If it's about relationships, it's even worse, I think, because you want them to admit that they are the reason that you broke up. You want them to admit that they're the reason that you guys are no longer together or you're in this position that you are and you're the, they're the reason that you want this closure. But at the same time, I feel like if you do that, you're actually not going to change anything. It's never going to make you guys kiss and make up just there and then. They've probably moved on while you're still hanging over this closure thingy, you know, so it's better to just let it go. So now let's move on to um, effects of not getting closure, which is one of the hardest things that uh, hardest things to do because this is what leads to one actually seeking closure more and more. First of all, it's because we give ourselves um, we give ourselves a license. To continue to remain invested, we do not want to let go. We want to hold on to whatever that was. If it was a friendship, we want to hold on to it because probably or definitely or obviously there was a lot of, you know, love there. There was a lot of um, history there, a lot of memories there. If it's a relationship, well, duh. If it was work, well, there was work and there was the friendship work and trust and all stuff. It's just a lot. We just want to convince ourselves that the other person holds the key to our emotional, you know, jail cell. You know, we convince ourselves that. So, it's also something that I've done in the past. I wasn't ready to let go. And it was kind of like scared to move on and try to do something else or meet any other people. And it was actually much easier to allow someone to have all of the power because mine had been kind of like, I felt like it was d- depleted, you know. And some of the people may feel that they have enjoyed too much and they owed it to them like you feel like you went through a lot and they owe you that you feel like they owe you that and you have basically given them a passport to be um invested in whatever you guys had if it was a relationship if it was um a friendship if it was a family member whatever it was 
you gave them a passport to just keep yourselves, you know, investing in that. Unless they un- unlock the key, unless they give that back the license to you or the passport back to you, you are investing in it, you know, and probably they have moved on. Yes, they're doing whatever they're doing. They're happy. They've moved on or maybe they've, they haven't, but they don't care about that anymore. They don't even care that you exist. Probably they've forgotten that you've existed anyway, but they're moving on and your life is at hold because you've given them the power for you not to do anything, not to move on, you know. And also the second thing is that we seek validation a lot. As human beings, it's normal to want validation. All right. As long as you are still waiting for a resolution, you don't focus on yourself, which is supposed to be avoided at all costs. And, you know, we kind of like end up seeking attention from the very people that you need closure from. So this ends up in giving them enough closure to write you off. So simply let it go. Another thing is self-blame. You know, as human beings, we keep on blaming ourselves as long as we continue to seek closure from someone who is never able to give it to you or is never ever going to give it to you. Probably they're going to tell you something just to push you away because you end up nagging, you end up getting annoying and they'll just tell you something to push you away and maybe they tell you the wrong thing and you're going to start even causing drama because of that you know one thing i just want to say is that if you as someone treated you poorly enough that you want closure from them there's a high possibility that they won't be able to give it to you you know and also one thing i would want to even say that i experienced is that in my quest to try to get closure I was consciously trying to avoid real closure. I comfortably resided under the umbrella of needing closure so that I could have uh, a license, I'll say, to avoid trusting my gut and acting on my intuition, which was actually very, very scary. I never wanted to get the real closure that I needed. But deep down, I knew that if I ever got that kind of you know resolution, I would have to let go. Feel my feelings, deal with the pain, I dress them dress my own issues and move on. You know, so it kind of felt like I was looking for something that I felt like I didn't need, but I just kept looking for it. I just kept looking and looking and looking. But I knew that if I find whatever it is, it means I have to deal with it. It means I have to move on. But the f- thought of actually not getting it made me feel like, oh, you know what? Maybe I don't have to let go. Maybe I don't have to deal with the pain. Maybe I don't have to address my own issues. So it's kind of like housing your emotions, which is actually bad for you. You know, you are losing on potential partners in your life because of this. You're losing potential friends who actually genuinely care for you because of this. You are probably treating your family members bad because of this because maybe they keep telling you like you know what you need to let go and you are just forcing yourself to stay in that hollow situation because you need hashtag closure so in the next segment i'm going to be talking about how you can possibly try at your very best get closure 
when you have none. All right, so this is something that, you know, might work for me and might not work for you, might work for you or might uh, not work for your friends or anything like that. So this is just something that I think might actually help. So stay tuned for the next segment where I'm going to talk about how to get closure when you have none. So in the first um, segment, I was basically just um, telling you guys, you know, the effects of not getting closure and also why we as people normally feel we need and want closure. So now I'm just going to be touching on how you can try to get closure when you have none. The first thing to know that I want you to know Maybe you're going to be shaken by this. You don't need closure. So do not try to get closure from anyone you are seeking it from. Be it your ex, be it your ex-friend, be it your family member who hurt you because of something that happened, be it a co-worker, be it anyone. Don't try to get closure. You know, because... You want it, but you don't need it. That's a huge difference. I'm sure you already understand what I mean. It's a want, not a need. You can provide it for yourself without having to engage with the very people who have hurt badly enough to want closure from them. Do not give them that satisfaction, okay? If you find yourself in a situation where the other person treated you with a lack of respect, a lack of honesty, a lack of kindness, a, la- a lack of um, loyalty and love. Do not go back there. Just let it be. You know, it might sound crazy or you might even think you're not able to do it. But the more you try not to do that and the more you even try to think of the reasons why you need that closure, you're going to feel like it's not worth it. And it actually isn't. You know, you don't want to do that. Just do not try it. Secondly, it's not always easy getting off your high horse because getting closure, it means that you have to go back into contact with them. You have to go talk to them. You have to make sure that you are in a position where you're able to actually ask this kind of question like, hey, I need closure about this, this, and that. And it's not easy to do that. As much as it sounds easy in your head, it's not as easy as actually doing it. So you need to understand that closure hunting is always involving getting off your white horse. And you you never want to do that because you then no longer like act in, let's say, dignity And you never get to be, in quotes, the one who got away. All right. So I don't know if you can do that, but I am no longer someone who's able to do that. Thirdly, you know, if you listen to the actions and and patterns, sorry, of others, you will have all the closure you need. Sometimes the closure is right there in front of us. I'll give an example of relationships. If it's someone that caused a breakup, 
you know, and you cannot move on from them because maybe they weren't honest, maybe they weren't treating you right, maybe they cheated. The answer is right there. Probably they didn't love you enough to treat you as how you should be treated. So why waste time to go and ask for an answer that you already have right in front of you? Yeah. So try to provide closure for yourself by listening and checking to the other person's patterns. What caused them to do what they did that's, ask, that's making you ask for closure? You know, what made up their actions? So instead of, you know, listening to empty words in your head, try to listen to the patterns. Try to check the patterns of this person, you know. And you never get closure that you feel good about if you have to beg and pry it out of someone. Imagine begging someone. And I'm, I'm saying literally begging because I don't think it's ever possible where you go and ask someone like, hey, I need closure about this and they just give you it to you right away. You're probably going to fight or you're going to, you know, take hours and days and months and years until they're able to say to you. So why not do it the faster way? The quickest way. Just look at their actions, listen to them, and understand. Fourthly, instead of, you know, trying to humiliate yourself in the process of trying to, you know, figure out the truth of what happened from someone who wasn't willing to be honest with you, and themselves in the first place, try to answer your own questions and create your own closure by being grounded in what you do know and what you have witnessed. Little by little, you'll definitely start feeling better. Like I just said, if you listen to their actions and you come to a conclusion, let's say maybe they weren't ready for something, or probably they had too much work going on, or probably they were still hung up on someone, maybe that's your answer. And maybe that's all you need. And probably, if you go and humiliate yourself, they'll give you that truth that you already had. So just create your own. That's it. That's it. Answer your own questions and create your own closure. Yeah, you might be saying, Tasha is crazy. Tasha is that. Yeah, maybe I am. But if I ask you honestly, do you want to humiliate yourself? No, you don't. But do you want to be free? Yeah. So here's how you can be free without humiliating yourself. There you have it. And lastly, just, you know, um, avoid denying reality. Avoid denying it. You know, if it's you who was wrong, then don't deny it. Work in it. You know, if you know that it's you who caused whatever it is that happened to happen, deal with it. Accept it and move on. Don't try to look for something else that isn't there when you know exactly what it is. You are just 
holding in your emotions and you are just bagging in those emotions you're going to end up feeling even more hurt you're going to hurt the other person as well as much as you might not want them to be happy at that time because you know there's a lot of feelings going on anger you know blah 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 you don't want to hurt them in the process as well so do not hurt yourself do not hurt the other party just try to you know accept whatever it is that happened accept it and move on you know, the truth really does set you free, you know, and you hold the key to your own prison cell. You have got all the answers. They have been with you all along. That's all I'm going to say to end this, you know, topic today. That's all you need. The answers are within you. The answers are within you. Trust me, I was someone who'd always seek closure on basically everything that happens in my life. It's if it's about a coworker who said something bad about me, if it's about a friend who did something bad to me, if it's about my mom who did this to me, my sister who did that to me, I'd always go back to to know something that I already know or to ask about it and so about an answer that I already have within me. I only realized that just a few weeks back and it's just yeah it's it's just been you know crazy to finally realize that and i thought that i would just share this with you in case you know someone who's seeking you know i'll put it in quotes again closure or probably it's you who is so yeah that's what i have for you this week so in the next um segment i'm going to be talking about a story about someone who actually needed closure and let's find out what the story is actually about for this episode i'm going to be um reading out for you um a story obviously about closure and um, I picked it up on this website called humanparts.medium.com. And I was just looking for, you know, stories of people who've tried to get closure and actually find out how it went for them. And so this lady is called Tristan Mills or Miles. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right. And she um, wrote this in 2015. So let's see what she says here. All right. So she says that um, two months prior... My now ex-boyfriend arrived drunk at my apartment and broke up with me. He sat on my couch and opened with the cringeworthy dramatic line, I came here to say goodbye. Ain't they all the same? You came here to say goodbye? I repeated with an audible chuckle at the ridiculousness of his breakup strategy. Isn't there usually some kind of build-up? I thought. Ever heard of the compliment sandwich? How about... Oh, and here's a wide idea. The truth instead of a dramatic proclamation of farewell. It really just imploded from there. I tried asking questions, searching his eyes for answers, but nothing. My anger and disbelief at his lack of thoughtful explanation more than at the breakup itself led me to walk him out of my apartment and shut the door. And I just said, okay, fine, and slam. I slammed the door. I didn't cry. I didn't yell. I just walked back into my living room and sat there. After a roller coaster, 
two and a half years with this person. I assumed this was just his childish way of handling a difficult task. Surely he would wake up the next day and make a better attempt at explaining himself. This is what I thought. I was wrong. Sometimes I've learned that people are just not who you thought they were. Or they were, but they changed. Or, and this is the most difficult explanation to accept, they've always been this way, but you didn't allow yourselves to see it. Aww. Sitting across from him the next day at a table downstairs in my office, I gave him another chance to explain. More accurately, I tried again to get something from him that he couldn't or wouldn't give me. That persky closure. Not everybody is able to bear the ugly truth. It's l easier to let it sip out, slowly coming into view. Over the next few weeks, the truth revealed itself, as it usually does. But I didn't hear it from him or her. I never heard anything from him. So does it really matter whom I heard it from? At the time, I certainly thought so. So... Here she's just, um, you know, basically talking about how she tried to find closure, how she gave this person, you know, a second chance to come and say, hey, this is why I want us to break up and stuff like that. But he actually didn't. He thought what he did, you know, saying, I came here to say goodbye. Imagine that. Imagine you're in a relationship with someone for two and a half years and they come to you and they say, I came here to say goodbye. And obviously, like any normal person, any normal lady, she wanted to know more and she never got that. But she's saying that obviously, like I mentioned before, the truth finally revealed itself because they were someone they never allowed them to see them as. So, yeah, this is just, it's actually interesting. And she says that her theory is this. Closure does not exist. It is a myth probably invented by romantic comedies to allow for resolution by the end of a 100-minute film. Just as a song brings back memory or smell incites emotion, those shiny and ugly pieces of the past we've filed away can always be recalled, even after we've moved on. Alright, so that was a story from Tristan Miles or Mills. Yeah, so this is her story about closure. And this story is basically just saying closure does not exist. And that's how it is. And now. Alrighty, so now for her journal entry of the week, as we are touching base on closure. If you have been seeking closure in some point in your life or some point in your life, or you know someone who is, maybe tell them to do this. It might work. So write down the reasons, at least three reasons, why you feel you need this closure. After you write that down, I want you to write three more ways in which you think you're going to feel after you get that closure. After you write that down, I want you to write three reasons you think they are going to give you. Three 
reasons they're going to give you when you ask that question like, why did you do that? Why did you do this? And after that, I just want you to take a moment and check what you wrote down. Do you honestly think that what you wrote down, those three feelings that you wrote down, you are going to feel them if they say any one of the three things that they say might, be ha- might have been the reason? Let's say they said they were not in love with you anymore. Are you going to be feeling, let's say you wrote happy in one of your feelings? Would you feel happy about that? Would you feel happy if someone said, I did this because I didn't love you anymore. I did this because I didn't feel like we're going to be good friends anymore. Do you think that feeling is what you're going to get in return? Now let's look at the reasons that you wrote. Three of the reasons that you wrote why you think you need disclosure. Do you think you're going to be able to, let's say you wrote to move on, if they tell you that they didn't think that you were going to be a good friend to them, that's why they ended the friendship. If you think about it, it's going to make you feel so terrible. It might even hurt your self-esteem. So bottom line is, her breathing journal entry this week is just for you to understand that you don't need closure. You don't need it. Let it go. So happy journaling and may you heal. Anyways, loves, that's all I had for you for this week's episode on Her Breathing Journal. Closure. Why and... How does one get closure when they have none? I certainly hope that it's going to help you, a loved one, a friend, or have whoever might need it. I hope that if you're someone who's or has been seeking for closure, this might help you. And I wish you all the best. May your heart heal and may you be happy always. Thank you so much for always, you know, getting in touch, listening and sharing my podcast. It means a lot. I love you guys so much. You have no idea. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Stay cool.